I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You are listening to the Game Changers podcast. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Game Changers. I have such an exciting interview for you today. So not only was I able to sit down with just someone who I absolutely love and adore, one of the incredible students who just finished SBA, but Montel and I are actually both personal branding coaches. We both love to talk about leadership. And so of course, this was just such an incredible conversation because I truly believe that when two people get together and talk about something that they're passionate about, literal magic happens. But what I love about Montel in particular is that she has both a very great perspective on mindset and how you need to change your mindset to become a leader but the way that she teaches personal branding honestly like I'm going to say, I think she does it better than me, but she has this incredible, incredible strategy and is able to break down the elements of building a profitable and incredible personal brand so that it's just easy and accessible for everyone to understand. So if you have ever thought about building a personal brand, but you're just holding yourself back, you know, whether that's because of fear or a lack of confidence, I promise that this is the episode for you. Montel goes into not only a strategy for how to build your personal brand, but she literally gives you like a step-by-step strategy for how to work through confidence struggles, like the actual system that she uses to start showing up more online and that she teaches her clients as well that she's used in the past for herself. So, so much value in this episode. You are going to absolutely love it. I'm going to leave all of Montel's links in the description below. You are 100% going to want to go follow her, send her love, check her out, watch her stuff, specifically watch her story highlights because she has like a whole entire basically mini course in there. It's just so, so valuable. Anyway, I loved, loved working with Montel. She's just such a ray of light. She's so beautiful. So definitely, definitely, definitely go check her out. And let's just jump in to the episode. Okay, everybody, welcome back to another interview. I am really, really, really excited to be sitting down with just an incredible inspiration today. Montel was actually one of the students in the last round of SBA, but I just adore the work she does, not just because it's about personal branding, but I just absolutely adore the way she shows up online. And I'm so, so, so excited. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. 
Hello everyone. Thank you so much, Erin, for having me. I am super excited for this episode. And yeah, like you said, we both love personal branding. So I know this is going to be a good one. (laughs) Exciting. I just want to say as well, because I know for the listeners who are like meeting you for the first time on this podcast, I'm pretty sure there's going to be people out there who are just as obsessed with your accent as I am. I don't know if I've ever complimented (laughs) you on that or if you get complimented regularly. Like you have like the quintessential, like nice English accent. I'm sorry to make you laugh. I find that so hilarious because I am from up north in a small town called Leeds and I've got what's called a Yorkshire accent Mm -hmm. and it's funny because some people will tell me yeah you can't even hear your accent like you sound so like proper yeah other people (laughs) other people will be like to me no you sound like Mel B from the Spice Girls and it's just like (laughs) see that's the thing like I feel like when I hear like northerners it sounds very much like well in Australia we would call them like a bit more like Darrowy kind of you know you know you hear that hey you can like that's yeah (laughs) I normally think of like a northerner but you have like that it's like not posh stuck up like some you know some some people in london yes. i'll just say it um some of the areas where like my partner's from some of the people around there they just sound so like english mm-hmm. but you have like this really anyway we can talk about that <laughs> i just love it i love it so much i feel like thank you it's so funny as well because like for so long I was so not, ju- I don't want to say I was judgmental, but just like, I really chose the influences I would follow based on their voices. I think cause I was really into like podcasts and audiobooks yeah. for a while there. It was just like, Oh, I just love, I could listen to you talk great. But anyway, <laughs> oh, <thank you. laughs> speaking about talking, I would love to, I mean, I feel like every podcast starts here, but I see you often talking online about obviously like your brand story and like really speaking about who you are and where you've come from. Cause that really does make such a beautiful point of differentiation from everybody else. So I'd kind of like to go into it all. Like what is that backstory for you and what kind of led you to want to teach specifically about personal branding? Yeah, sure. So my online journey started around six years ago when I started my YouTube channel. The reason I started that was just out of me looking for an outlet. So when I discovered YouTube and the beauty channels and makeup channels, that literally became a game changer for me. And it really did change my life in a way because at that time I was so insecure. I was covered in acne, covered in eczema. I was seeking some sort of magic potion for my skin issues and I wasn't finding anything. So when I came across makeup, I was like, wow, this is the answer for me. Well, that's what it felt like at that point. So I got really obsessed with it. I knew I wanted to start a channel and I just never did. So this was ongoing for around two years just because I was still battling with my own confidence issues and feeling insecure. So I had this dream of starting a channel, but I never did. And then after I ended a quite abusive, quite toxic relationship, I thought, you know what, Montel, now is the time. So started my channel. I was doing beauty, doing makeup. It was doing pretty well as well. I ended up growing to around 5,000 subscribers quite quickly. And then after a couple of years, I just realized that the makeup, the beauty, it wasn't for me. I was working at Mac at the time and I ended up leaving that job. I literally walked out the door. I just decided I quit. That's how bad it got. Like on the day, and, as in like literally well, walked out the door. <laughs> well, I, I actually- I always imagine people doing that. Like, I'm out, I'm out. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> that was literally me and it's 
coming from the person I was, I was so like scared. I was a people pleaser. I would never do something like that. So that was a turning point for me. And that's how annoyed I was. So I did actually hand in my notice maybe a week before and I had maybe a week left, but then the area manager came in and me and her, we just did not see eye to eye. Well, to be fair, she didn't see eye to eye with anybody. So she came in and she said something that just really ground my gears and I would just like to everyone, I gave everyone a hug and I went, you know what, I'm out of it. And I walked out yeah. and that was like, I know, but to say I absolutely adored Mac, it was the dream job. I thought, right, I'm in my career for life. I don't have to do anything else. Yeah. And two years later, I was like, nah, this isn't for me. And I think that's what really started to put me off of makeup as a whole. So I just wasn't consistent with my channel at this point. And I was just questioning what's my next move. I mean, I, I was growing this channel. People knew me as the beauty influencer or blogger at the time because influencer wasn't a word. And I just had to make the decision that I'm going to do what I am passionate about, which for me was the travel, entrepreneurship, business content, personal growth as well. So that's what I did. I made the bold move to pivot my content. And in the beginning, it was quite difficult to build up my brand again. But then eventually I started to grow. And now the way I got into personal branding is just the fact that I absolutely love to teach. So I did a lot of volunteering in schools and I was just working with mainly underprivileged teenage girls who suffered with confidence issues, low self-esteem, no family support. And that was literally my background. So that felt very close to my heart to do that. So I was volunteering, loved to teach. And then I was thinking, okay, how can I basically marry the two, my love for teaching with my love for travel, entrepreneurship, and of course making money. So that's when I came across the coaching world and from there, it was a lot of me feeling confused, feeling stuck with where, which direction do I go in? Do I help influencers? Do I do the beauty? What do I actually do? Do I do travel? So I've been through a lot of pivots and now I feel like I'm really at a stage where I know exactly what it is that I want to do, which is helping um, creatives build the personal brand. And I feel like throughout this journey of me chopping and changing what I want to do, the one thing that has really been strong for me is the fact that I've been building this personal brand I've been building an audience so regardless of the pivots that I go through they are invested in me as the person so I've been able to maintain a strong community throughout so this is why I really do stress the importance of personal branding and why it is so effective not only for your business but also as a person, even if you are in a career, a corporate job, building your personal brand and can't even talk now. Building your personal brand really gives you that leverage over everybody else, and it just helps you to make decisions as well. So, yeah, that's a bit of my story. <laughs> I love that so much, and obviously, I resonate with your story so much because there's so many like similarities between the two. And I think the real connection point is the personal brand, you know, similarly having a YouTube channel about health and fitness and pivoting into business, the personal brand was that thing that carried through and allowed that success to flourish. But I'd love to kind of ask from your perspective, obviously I feel like I know, well, I know, no, but what would you define a personal brand as? Yeah. So I would define a personal brand as really you owning your success owning your story and you creating that narrative for what is going to be your story so with personal branding it can act as your portfolio and especially social proof and this is something that you can create for yourself nobody 
you don't have to rely on anybody else to create this for you. Like for me, when I started my journey, I started growing my personal brand on my Instagram and that brought me so many opportunities. For example, I was offered an internship, bearing in mind I wasn't I didn't have a degree at the time and they did say a degree is essential but I literally showed them the personal brand I was building for myself and it was like yeah perfect we That's want you awesome. on what was the internship yeah. so it was a digital marketing internship because I was due to go traveling the next year so I thought okay I really want to build up some skills so I can start my business and I I just went for it I just showed them what I built and they was happy with that and the same thing happened with Pangea Dreams. So that's the retreat company that I currently work for. And they found me on Instagram as well. And they was like, yep, yeah, we love your brand. We love what you stand for. So these are all, it's an outlet that I've built for myself and it's bringing in so many opportunities. So that really can be the power of personal branding. It does open the doors for you to figure out who you're going to become before you even become that person because the opportunities will start to come your way. For sure. And I love what you said about the the brand found you and they said they love what you do and they love what you stand for. Because the way I see it, like a big part of personal branding is like you talk about a lot, your story, but also then your value. So how yeah. do you go about like reflecting those elements, whether it be on Instagram, whether it be on YouTube, like how do you really go about like in a very practical sense, telling your story, because I imagine it's not going to be, you know, you saying every day, hi, everyone, just welcome back. I'm going to tell my story again. Like, how do you go about making sure it's super obvious who you are and what you stand for? Yeah. So like you say, it absolutely is those values. So when I was building my own brand and when I'm helping my clients build their brand, I make sure that they are crystal clear on the values. A lot of people still feel like your personal brand is your color scheme or your logo or the fonts that you no. use. And- <laughs> I mean, I've and changed mine like a hundred times, so it can't be exactly, that. <laughs> exactly. I change mine all the time. And would my audience really notice? No. Would they care? Probably not. So it is, it is an important factor of your brand, absolutely, but it is those values. So the way I really like to pull values out of people, because a lot of people don't really know what their values are. So I like to ask people more about their brand story. So let's say if we're in our first session together, I would ask you to tell me a story or a memory, something about you that really sums up who you are as a person. And people often take a bit of time to think about it and then they come up with something. And then once they tell me that story, I just start making notes on that. And then the next question I'll ask is, okay, so how has that story that you've just told me led you to become the person that you are today? And then they'll start listing off, okay, well, this is what I do now. This is what I'm interested in. And then I'll tell them straight away, okay, these are your values. So this is what you need to remember when you're putting out content, when you're showing up, just as long as you're in alignment with these values, the content you put out there, the message that you share, it will all be aligned to that value. So I am really strong on values. And I think that's what creates that powerful brand for you. So beautiful. I've never actually heard anyone uh, like who is a coach help their audience to discover or their clients to discover their values in such a beautiful reminiscent way. I think I went to a coaching, uh, not a a masterclass, I guess once. And they were like, here's a piece of paper, choose which words resonate with you most. And I was like, this just doesn't feel right. Like, I don't know. It's like your mood on the day could depend like what what you choose right exactly. and if you're going to build a brand on that I knew um, that day I was like okay my value is 
being tired. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I love that you actually like pull it out of them and bring them to the surface. Because I think for a lot of people, discovering their values is actually really difficult. But I think that's also such a beautiful way to marry their brand story with their future strategy. Exactly. Because yeah. you're providing that action to them. I love that so much. I want to just quickly backtrack for a second because a big part of your story that just stood out to me was the moment that you said, obviously you were in that relationship and it kind of on the other side of that was the confidence to finally start Mm. the YouTube channel. And I think, you know, a lot of people talk about these moments. I think, you know, St. John it's like the dark night of the soul or something. There's like concepts, you know, when pressure, when there's pressure diamonds form, I guess there's so many different analogies, (laughs) but like talk to me a little bit more about obviously not the relationship, but the experience on the other side of that. Like, how did, how did you feel differently? Like where did that confidence come from? It honestly came from a place of me just realizing that, I have to have my own back and nobody is here for me the way I'm going to be here for me. Just coming from the background that I've had, not having my parents really in my life and just always feeling quite independent. But then at the same time, I always wanted to kind of rely on other people for my validation or for that security. So when that relationship broke down in the way it did, I realized that enough is enough now. I have to have my own back. And if I really want to live the life that I want to live, impact people in the way I do. I know that that first step had to be my own confidence because I'm not going to be able to go out there and share my story and teach and inspire people in the way that I'd love to do if I'm not confident within myself. So at this time of when the relationship broke down, conveniently, this is when I started to come across personal growth and content. And I was just really blown away by that content. And I ended up going to a two-day seminar. So It was by a company called The Coaching Academy and they was doing like a free two-day coaching session. Um, Well, I shouldn't say session because it was two full days and it was just, that was literally a life-changing moment for me. I'd never been to something so transformational. The fact it was free as well and I just got so much value out of it and I realized this is possible and especially with me being the youngest person in that room, everybody else was mid 40s to 50s I was like 19 at the time (laughs) and everyone was commenting on the fact that I was there and it was like wow like you like why are you here and I was just like I don't know yeah and that I say just a really defining moment for me when I realized that I'm still so young I have this mission to change people's lives as people so much older than me on the same mission so this is this is it for me. So from that moment, it was really just about me developing my confidence, building my skills in whatever way possible and just showing the journey online as well. I love that so much. And something like in particular, obviously in that scenario, when you're in this room, you're with all of these like, you know, 40, 40 year olds and things like that. It's really easy to get stuck in scenarios in life where people have certain perceptions of us. You're so young, you're too old, you're this, you're that. And I think that I'd love to talk about how you didn't kind of let in that moment that define you. You know what I mean? Like you didn't walk away from that seminar feeling like I am too young or, you know, why bother now? Like how, I guess, and speaking from experience that you've had throughout your life, like how does one go about really defining their own version of themselves rather than just absorbing what everybody else thinks about them? 
Yeah, I mean, for me, I absolutely love to hear that I was so young because from being a from being young, I was made to mature quite quickly. So sometimes I'd I'd think I was getting old. Like at 19, I thought I was so old because I've been through so much in life. So being in a room with people telling me I'm still so young, I'm the baby, I was like, okay, I'm the baby. And instead of me taking that as like a bad thing and I, I wanted to be older in that moment, I really started to embrace my youth. Forward from then, I was just really loving the fact that I was young and I did have ch the chance to really change my life. But then also it inspired me to see people that was older than me also making this transition for, them life, for their life as well. So that made me realize that there is really no age to what it is that you want to do. And it also made me realize that I could help people who are older than me as well, because the transformations we was having in that room, regardless of age, just showed me what is possible with your mission. So you just have to stay true to what your values are, what your mission is, and yeah, just not let age get in the way of that, which I know can be difficult, but just remind you that time is, it's like a man-made thing, really, when you it think is. about it, so. <laughs> according to the power of now, which yeah. I'm struggling to get through, but according yeah. to that time is, it doesn't exist, right? Mm. But it, so what I'm hearing then, it is really a matter of perception, because I feel like there are a lot of people who would have walked out of that room just being like, maybe I am too young, and you know, that belief creation starts to happen, whereas your perception in that moment, you decided, you made that decision that it was like, no, I'm going to take this on board, and I'm going to feel inspired and I'm going to use this as fuel and as motivation. I love that so much. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so one thing I like diving deeper into confidence because I love the way, and obviously I'm like a huge fan of this conversation as well, but I guess what advice would you give to your clients, to the audience listening who they have that kind of internal desire to build a personal brand, to become, you know, a leader online, but maybe the thoughts that are going through their head right now is like, I'm not good enough. I don't have enough to say, you know, I need to be more of an expert. I think that's such a big one as well. Like how, what are some really practical things that someone can do to start building that internal confidence so they can start showing up online? Yep. So I will definitely talk through my process. But the one thing I do want to say with the whole being an expert thing, I was literally talking to a client about this yesterday. And she was like, um, she wants to, be, wants to be seen as an expert, but she just doesn't feel like she knows everything. And I just had to say to her that nobody's wanting you to be an expert. Like no one really is an expert. There's always something more to learn. And with building a personal brand, you are literally sharing your experience. So nobody can tell you that it's incorrect when you're only sharing your personal experiences. So yeah, and even then, people don't expect you to know everything. They don't expect you to be an expert. And especially the people who really need to hear your message, they're probably only a couple steps down from you and they just want to get to your point. They're not trying to be beyond you. So especially in the online space, everyone's just in their own like eco chambers. So because we see all, all the same people talking about all the same things, we feel like everybody knows it. And the truth is there's so many people that would be coming across your platform for the first time, hearing your message, hearing your type of content for the very first time, and you could really change the life. So you're just doing yourself a disservice by deciding that you're not going to show up because you don't feel like an expert when really that doesn't exist. 
So I want to quickly say yeah. something on that because I love that so much. I think you just so perfectly just communicated that. And at, what was coming through my mind as you were talking is like, I've spent probably over a hundred thousand dollars on like coaches and courses. Never once did it cross my mind. I'm hiring this person because they're the expert or like they know all the things mm. like, I don't know from personal experience, but like for me, I've hired someone because yeah, I feel like they can help me get the results that I want because they know some stuff, but also it's really about like their vibe, their energy. And like we said, their values. So, you know, I think a lot of people think no one's going to hire me, right. Unless I'm the expert, but really think about your own actions. And are you really hiring people because of that? Or are you hiring people because you know that they're going to help you to move along a little bit. Right. Yeah. And this is something I definitely realized recently that the people that I um, hire for coaches and mentors. I buy into them because of their energy. Like for you, it was really your energy for me. The fact that you was on YouTube, living life, having fun. That's what I aspired to do. So I was like, yep, I trust you. Let's go. Mm -hmm. And it was the same with another coach that I've had. It was really the energy. And the thing is, a lot of people, they already have most of the answers within themselves. Like when people seek coaching and mentoring, they have the answers. They just kind of need that accountability and they mm -hmm. just, they, they want to make that investment into themselves really. So sure. when I am coaching and when I'm onboarding new clients, before I would get really like stressed out thinking I'm not going to be able to provide them a result. But now I've kind of changed my perspective and I'm just seeing it as they're buying into my energy to provide them the space for them to create their own transformation which is already inside of them so yes i will help them along the way but they don't want me to know all the answers i'm just there to help them find the answers for themselves before we jump back into your process of confidence yeah. <laughs> we will get there put a, put a pin in that for a second yeah. I, I love this conversation but i feel like i've got to play like the devil's advocate here because i feel like you know i have i'm gonna say a big part of my audience is very spiritual a big part of them are just not and maybe that's the duality in the way i show up but when you talk about it's your energy what do you mean by that okay so with the energy i kind of mean your lifestyle, your experiences, the way that you show up, because I don't mean energy doesn't have like a, a it's not narrow. It's not like yeah. a narrow road. It can mean so much to different people, but it has to be an energy what connects you between two people, if that makes sense. So the way I show up and my energy is completely different to yours, but it's going to attract the right people to me. And it's the same when I'm also looking for that support from people, I resonate with their energy as well. So it's pretty difficult for me to define what that means, but there is a certain energy in the way that you come across and you show up and that's going to attract the right people to you. So it's really important for you to stay true to who you are and how you like to show up and not try to copy other people and how they show up because you're just going to still experience that limiting belief, the imposter syndrome, because you're trying too hard to be somebody else when really the right people will find you for you just being yourself. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I think that's it. That's the key, right? The energy is just about you being authentically you and living yeah. life as you would if there was none of that fear or pressure and naturally that will attract the right people not everyone but that's not what we're trying to do right just exactly. get the right people okay exactly confidence let's get back <laughs> yes. to confidence 
<laughs> the process. Yes. <laughs> yes, definitely. So with building confidence, it is absolutely a compound effect, which means that it has to be more of a daily consistent action that you are taking to build your confidence. I know in the beginning of my journey, it was the daily things that I was doing. It started off small by as I mentioned, I was covered in acne and eczema, especially around like my mouth area. So I could not look at somebody in the face without holding my mouth, holding my hand to my mouth. And people would always comment like, why are you doing that? And I just could not help it. Someone had moved my hand down and I'd move it straight back up. That's how insecure I was. So the first step for me was first recognizing that that was an insecurity and then making a conscious effort every single day to remind myself to put my hand down. So in my head, it was like, it was chaos going on because every moment I was talking to someone, I was like, put your hand down, put your hand down, put your hand down. And then eventually I just stopped doing it. And then six months down the line, I realized, wait, Mantel, you haven't done that for a while. So then that's how the habit started to form that I, well, I got myself out of the habit basically. So it really is about what you do on a daily basis to build your confidence. Now, what I want to say is if you are a new entrepreneur or business owner, this is a completely new space for you. So it's going to be, it's very obvious that you're not going to feel that confident in the beginning. It's just like learning a new skill at the end of the day. So what I want you to do is not see it as you're a, a you have lack of confidence or you're not a confident person. It's just that you're not confident in this area. So what I want you to do is just acknowledge the fact that this is an area that you are unconfident with. And then what I want you to do is, start looking at the things So maybe create a list of the areas where you don't feel confident. So for example, maybe you don't feel confident on video. So then once you've created that list of all these areas, I want you to start thinking of different areas in your life where maybe you are more confident because then this will prove to you that you are a confident person. It's just that in this specific area that you're not necessarily confident. So when you start pulling up that memory of different areas in your life where you have been confident, let's say for example, you was at I don't know like a wedding you was at a family wedding and the camera was out and you was all over the camera celebration comes on <laughs> yes exactly so just remember that moment in that moment you was confident in that moment you was free and it's because it was a territory that you're used to so I don't want you to take on the identity that you're not confident it's just that you're not confident in this certain area so then once you've got a memory you can prove to yourself okay this isn't true and then you can start to work on it so if that specific memory that you pull up doesn't help you to feel slightly more confident then you can start using other people as your like your mentors in this so I love to ask myself okay in this moment what would Oprah do or my my role model is Madam CJ Walker she's a black entrepreneur and she's just she absolutely killed it so I, I'll just love her but I always think to myself what would she do in this moment in time and I would try act from that space and another thing that you can do if that also doesn't work in a moment where you are feeling super, super confident, super inspired, there's an NLP technique. NLP is neuro-linguistic programming. And no, you know about that, Erin. Well, just learning now, I yep. have approach recently. Super, super <laughs> yes. into it. And I'm like, by no means an expert, but it's fascinating. Yeah. So it really fascinating. works. Like yeah. instant like shifts. Mm. I mean, they're not yeah. super obvious. I thought it was going to be like, whoa, I'm a different person. But it's <laughs> yeah. like, they're just so subtle, but so like, obvious in the same way it's awesome yeah definitely and 
it's more of a, of a long-term thing as well. You really start yeah. to see the difference. So yeah. there is a technique called anchoring, which is NLP. And anchoring is really when you lock onto a certain energy or a, a feeling and experience. And this absolutely works. The first time I did it, I was like, whoa, <laughs> this is crazy. So with anchoring, whenever you're in a moment where you are feeling on fire, like you super lit up, for example, a moment for me was when I hosted my first event last year and I just felt like such a badass after that event so I made sure to anchor in that feeling so when I was speak when it comes to the point where I'm speaking on bigger stages or when I'm feeling a bit nervous I can just remember that anchor so the way you do this is you just like you'd think about the feeling the experience you'd really get into that vibe and then you'd like squeeze your knuckle or you film or something just wherever you'd like to anchor that in and then you'd squeeze it for maybe 30 seconds or so, and then that would create the anchor. So whenever you are in a situation where you're not feeling that confident, just go back to that anchor point, remember that feeling, and then that should help you to show up better in the future. So hopefully that does help. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I would say for developing confidence. Like I say, it is more of a long-term thing. So it's all about just recognizing the areas where you're not confident and doing something every single day to push yourself out of that comfort zone. So when I started my journey, one of the laws that I created for myself is that I'll say yes now, think about it later. So everything, I'm just like, yep. And then I'll think about it later. So I booked my first solo trip. I was like, yep. Then I thought about it later and I thought, oops, shit. <laughs> I'm gonna have to do it now okay <laughs> yeah I'm gonna have to do it now the same thing when I was getting invited to speak at events when I was creating my YouTube channel like everything was say yes now think about it later and yeah. that's what I kind of live by now <laughs> such a beautiful mantra I love that you said one of the laws I've created for myself as well because <laughs> I feel like whether you call it a law or a mantra or a guideline, like I feel like the personal development industry is so saturated with guidelines and best practices and stuff, but our journeys are so personal. So it was so beautiful that you decided like this particular thing, say yes now, think about it later is going to be the thing. Like, I just find that absolutely beautiful. I feel like I naturally do that anyway because I just don't mm. really think so. Yeah. I think that's a very Gemini <laughs> tendency. I was actually being interviewed on a podcast this morning and she was like, that first investment that you made, it must have been scary. I was like, yeah, but I didn't realize until after I'd already paid how scary it was <laughs> and then drained my savings. Yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. I want to say, so obviously, like, they're such beautiful, 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 and very practical. I feel like everyone's going to have to come back and, like, rewind this bit of the episode yes. and just take notes, or, of <laughs> course, just go follow Montel and she'll give you all the goodies yes. online. Um, but what I want to lead that into is obviously the purpose of building that confidence, you know, without the label of expertise or any of that, is to become a leader. Now, I would love to get your perception of like what a leader actually is because I feel like even leader now is a term that's been kind of like thrown around a little bit too much and I'd love to see like what's your definition of a leader yeah absolutely so for me a leader is somebody who can show up for their people in a way that is accepting like the willing to take on other people's opinions and really just facilitate that like I was mentioning with coaching before it's just to help people facilitate their own growth and to lead them in the direction in a way that's not necessarily telling them this is what you must do I don't know if that's a great definition of what 
what a leader is but I'll tell you what a leader is not a leader is not someone who like I said tells you exactly what it is that you need to be doing a leader is not someone who feels like they're above everybody else and everyone's below them a leader is not someone who has all of the answers and that's one thing I struggled with as well in my journey feeling like I'm not a leader because I don't have all the answers when really I've realized that a leader is just there to provide the direction with the support of others who they are guiding as well. That's so awesome because that's why I really wanted to get your opinion on that from someone else who does personal branding, talks about leadership because I'm so aligned with you in that. Like I really think, I mean, I even visualize it as, I think a lot of people think a leader is someone who stands above their community Mm -hmm. and looks down and speaks down to them. You know, they're on the pedestal and they speak down to them and it's like, look at me, I have the answers, like that guru vibe. But the way I see a leader is like right in the middle of the crowd going, hey guys, like we're in this together. I may have a few extra tools and resources. Maybe I don't have, like you said, all the answers, but like if we do this together with my guidance, we'll get through. Yeah, no, I agree. And I feel like a lot of people have built the perception of what a leader is from the corporate world where you have the team leaders and they walk around with the laptops and they're in meetings all day and they think they know it all. And when you think about it, you just think without the agents, for example, I worked in a call center and I just look at these team leaders. (laughs) Yeah, I'd look at these team leaders and I'd think, you guys would be nothing without us on the phones all day. So realistically, we should be the leaders. That's how I used to always see it. And I thought from this point on, I am not referring to you people as leaders because you're not leaders. And yeah, I completely agree with what you said. A leader is really the person who is getting the hands dirty as well, doing the work, being a part of the community. And yeah, I, I, I resonate with that. Definitely. <laughs> it's so funny that you say that. Cause I worked in a course room as well. I feel like we have so many parallels to our journey, but then uh, it's so funny you say that. Cause like my leader, my manager, all she did was walk around and bitch about people. And yeah, I would like, that's all we she, do. She would go around and be like, this person's not making calls. It's like, you go tell them, like, don't tell other people. That's so funny. Yeah. But yeah, I love that elite get your hands dirty that's such a beautiful thing like being in there being with your community it's not about being above I was actually reading something before from Wayne Dyer and he was talking about you know when it comes to like putting your work out into the world like doing it without the desire for recognition is the ultimate liberation so it's like putting this work out into the world being of service being there for your clients um and I, I mean this is still really hard I mean we all kind of check our analytics and all this stuff but like I think if we can get ourselves as leaders to the point where it's like I'm putting stuff out into the world because I trust and know it's going to have the impact that it is and I don't need the validation or the recognition or the vanity metrics to go along Mm. with feeling good about it. That's such a beautiful space to create from. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with all of that. And I do also think that as a leader, you have to be adaptable with what it is that you're putting out there as well. Like, especially in 2020, we've seen a lot of these leaders just not really adapt to certain situations in the way that they should have done. And it's really starting to show now. So with the word leader, it has become a buzzword, but hopefully we can get it back to a good space where the right people are taking that taking on the role as a leader and it's even made me think about it as well being someone who does teach personal branding and is getting into leadership I still know that there's a lot for me to learn but as long as I am acting in a space where I'm adapting I am growing with my community I am being their support system then I know that I can still confidently call myself a leader 
Yeah. And if 2020 taught me anything as well, being a leader, I think you are more of a leader to admit that you don't have all the answers than to try pretend that you do. You know, a lot of situations this year really exposed a lot of people's I guess, gaps in their messages, you know, gaps in a lot of the stuff that they said, I'm here for my community. I support everyone. I'm welcoming all of these things. And when, you know, push came to shove, that just wasn't the case, but yet it's, you know, as we realized, it's okay to say, like, as you mentioned, like, I'm still learning, I'm still growing. People appreciate the honesty more. And to me, that vulnerability highlights so much more of a leader than someone who, you know, perceives to say that they have it all for what, I don't know, the the ego, I guess. Yeah, no, I agree. And I do feel like a lot of people are having that reality check right now and just realizing that they do not have to come off polished. Like Instagram's no longer that highlight reel that it used to be. I mean, it still kind of is, but it's now becoming more of a space where it is more raw and people are being more transparent with their stories, which I love to see, of course, because I love story. Um, But yeah, it's just nice to see that we are now transitioning into a place where is it is feeling more authentic and not just by using the word authentic, but actually being authentic as well. A friend of mine and I actually had a conversation about that ages ago, funnily enough. It's like the, I can't even say it, but it's like authenticity or faux-authenticity. But you see it so much. It's like, (laughs) I feel like some of these, I feel you just, and I don't don't want to get into a conversation where it's like pointing fingers or anything like that. But I will say like, I have seen so many, yeah, like quote unquote leaders who would almost, it, it, it almost feels like a PR person has whispered in their ear, show a little bit of more authenticity, like show yourself crying or something like that and it's just like I think for everyone listening like if you're going to show up as a leader going back to what Montel said before I think it's just the perfect perfect guideline for this it's like when you are truly just showing up there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Who you are, coming from your story, your values, your mission, and then not feeling like you need to be an expert, that is like the recipe for a true leader and an exceptional personal brand, right? Yeah, absolutely. Just like success all around. Like it's become so easy for us to build a platform and have an audience and create like income for ourselves as well by just being ourselves. So the more we can as leaders and as personal brand coaches, the more we can show people that you can create this life for yourself through your story and you don't need to act as if you're somebody else, then the better it's going to be for everyone. (laughs) I have hope. I have hope. <laughs> yes, me care. too. Absolutely. <laughs> I do, and I, 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 I'm, I'm grateful for 2020 for that because I do think that, yeah. that it really helped. Absolutely. So maybe to shift gears a little bit and go into a little bit more of the practical side of things, because I loved this, we speaking about confidence and what a leader truly yeah. is, but I know you have this beautiful formula for how someone can actually build <laughs> their personal <Yeah>. brand. <laughs> I'm giggling because like a part of the pun, but yeah. So if we can go, so it is your build formula. If you can kind of go through each of those elements and kind of what it means and maybe how the people listening can maybe start implementing, that'd be awesome. 
Yeah, absolutely. So my framework is build. This is the framework that I put myself through and I put all of my clients through moving forward. So what build stands for is the B is really becoming the visionary. So you want to build this platform. You want to have a personal brand, a business. You have to start seeing yourself as that leader in a sense, seeing yourself as the visionary that you want to become and stepping into that role as well. So a lot of people buy into courses, programs, they want all the strategy side, but their mindset's not in the right place. So this is how you always fall back into the imposter syndrome, the limiting beliefs. And it's because you haven't yet made that decision in physically, you've made a decision, but mentally you haven't yet made that decision that you are worthy of becoming this influential person and platform. So this section is really about becoming the visionary, changing your mindset, your habits, stepping into that role. So in this section, we also look a lot into the confidence aspect. So I teach the NLP, NLP techniques that I've been through and just really helping people develop that inner confidence and unlock that. So then next we've got uncover your brand story. So this is all about the story because of course that's the most important thing really. And I'd really encourage all the listeners to listen to a book called Brand, Build a Story Brand by Donald Miller. That's a great book for just teaching you the theory of why story isn't so important for your business. So I'd have a look at that. <laughs> I, was, I was going to say, because I've quite often thought about this because when I first started my business, I feel like there was a lot of people sharing their story, but there was just so many, um, I guess, similarities. And that's beautiful. I feel like, you know, people sharing the traumas that they've been through and people sharing their experiences. But I've often thought about, and I've had conversations with people who maybe feel like their story is not impactful enough. Like what would you give to the advice of someone who maybe hasn't gone through some of the hardships like you do here, a lot of entrepreneurs have been through in their life. Like if they're, if they don't feel like they have those pivotal dark night of the soul moments, like how can they still show up with an impactful mission driven story? Yeah, no, I completely understand that. And I, spe- I used to struggle with this all the time as well, because even though I have been through certain things in my life, I didn't, I haven't been through something seriously tragic, like some of the entrepreneur stories. So I used to think, okay, maybe I can't share my story, but it's really just about you owning your story and knowing that you, your story is important, regardless of what it is. You could have had the best upbringing ever. And that is still your story. You're still going to relate to people who have also been on that journey as well. Not everybody has come from a tragic background. Everyone's had, some people have had a good, a great life. So they're going to resonate with you. So it's just about you owning that story. And if you are no longer the person you used to be, that means that there has been a transformation for you of some sort. So you just have to start remembering the transformation. It's not always about the trauma, the negatives. It's just about that transformational point for you. So I get people to remember that within the life. So within the Uncover Your Brand Story section, it's all about just looking at what that transformation was. So I like to get people to create a life map. So starting from when you was younger, maybe to the age of 10, just remember any experiences, your first memories, just anything you used to do. For example, I used to love pretending I had my own TV show at this point when I was younger. 
and I used to perform magic tricks for my family and that it was a pivotal moment for me because now I'm on YouTube so it makes yeah. sense why that happened so just write out a life map of your younger years then start looking into your puberty years so the teenage years anything that happened any memories and then just keep going until you get older to whatever age you are now and like I say it doesn't have to be traumatic events it could be positive events as well but it's just recalling these memories because a lot of people they don't actually know the brand story so they're quick to say oh well I don't have a powerful story but they aren't remembering the, the yeah. smaller things that happened that brought them to where they are now. So it's just really about understanding your story and remembering that your story is powerful and it doesn't have to be from a place of trauma all the time. It's just the transformation that you went through. That's awesome. Yeah. So then next we've got I. So I is initiate your influence. So this is now where the strategy comes into it. So you've decided that you're going to step into this role as the leader you've uncovered your brand story which is a transformational point so now it's time to build that audience so within this um, section we'll be looking at okay which platform would be best for you to be on and um, what's the strategy what's the best content to connect with your audience how are you going to engage so this is very strategy based and we'll be developing that platform based on your values and the story that you've created well not created that your story basically yeah. you've uncovered <laughs> yeah uncovered that's it and <laughs> um, so then we've got l so l would be to leverage your knowledge for profit so this is now when you are packaging your knowledge into service whatever that looks like for you as that creative so i honestly love this section because i do feel like as a creative a lot of people do struggle with charging their worth for their services and feeling like it's a passion why should I charge for this the reason you should charge for it is because you are offering value to people's life you're offering them transformation you're living in your creativity and if you really want to create a freedom lifestyle whatever that means to you it could mean different things to different people but if you're wanting to create that for yourself it is like you have it's absolutely possible for you to do that from your own knowledge at the end of the day and you're entitled to do that as well so we'll start to look out what services could you offer? How could we package that up? And how could we create digital products out of that service? And then lastly, we've got dominate your industry. So this is when you start doing all of the next level stuff. This is when you start becoming the go-to in the industry. So you're collaborating, you're getting on podcasts, you're featuring in the media, you're pitching yourself, you're just really becoming that go-to person in your space. So it's a lot of the connecting in that section and yeah that is pretty much the full formula that I follow <laughs> I love it I love it so much I love dominate your industry mm. <laughs> it sounds so kinky but also like super <laughs> <laughs> I love it <laughs> oh my gosh thank you so so much for sharing that so Montel actually has a story on her Instagram highlights where you can go where she talks mm -hmm. through that um, obviously if you want to take notes or you can rewind this but Talk to me a little bit more about like what's going on in your business at the moment. I want to hear like, what are your goals? Where are you going? All that fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. So right now business is really exciting. I mean, as you know, Erin, I've been through a roller coaster with just really figuring out exactly what it is that I want to do. But I feel like this year has definitely been the year for me to get clarity and I know what 
I am offering and the result I'm providing. So right now, my services is really helping creatives to develop their personal brand, unlock that confidence and turn their knowledge into profit online. So business is really exciting. I am currently offering my one-on-one program. So it's a six-month program and we follow the full build framework. So it's very like project-based. Every single month, we've got a different part of the formula. So it'll be either the B or the U, but we're really working through that process, which is exciting. So since SBA, I have just like, I've just been on fire really, not to toot my own horn, but I have just, it, really, I love. <laughs> yeah, I've just really stepped into the role of becoming that business owner. I've been hitting my first four figure months. I had a four, four figure week the other day, which was amazing for me. So it's really onwards and upwards. I'm really excited to see where things go in the next month and not the next month, the the next year or so. Um, But what have I got planned? So mainly my one-on-one program, my courses, and next year I'll be getting back into retreats as well, which I'm just so excited about. Hopefully next year, fingers crossed. We'll see what happens. (laughs) Fingers crossed for you. The pictures of like the retreats that you've got on your uh, website and stuff is just... uh, Hopefully, hopefully. I feel like I'm like a kid at the gate waiting for the gates. I feel like we all are, to be honest, right now. (laughs) Thank you so much for this. I love you so much. You are just like an absolute ray of sunshine. When you smile and talk about this stuff, (laughs) I could listen to it for hours. So everyone, I really, really, really hope that you enjoyed this. Definitely go follow Montel on Instagram, her website. I will leave all of the links below and, of course, YouTube as well. I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for this. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. And I just wanted to publicly say on here, thank you so much for SBA. Like that was definitely what has allowed me to grow into the business owner I am today. So I'm so grateful for that program. And if you guys are thinking of joining, I would absolutely recommend. (laughs) Oh my God. I need to get myself to the UK just so I can hug you. (laughs) Thank you, lovely. Thank you. Bye. I don't know about you, but I am feeling so incredibly motivated by that chat. I just feel like there's so many golden nuggets in there, specifically for those of you who are at the beginning of your journey or in that earlier stage of business and are just really struggling with those mindsets like, I need to be an expert, I need to have all of the answers, when as Montel and I just spoke about, it really isn't about having all the answers, it isn't about having all of the knowledge. It's just about you showing up and adding value and being able to move people along, but doing it in a way that is totally authentic to you. That energy is key. Like honestly, like I mentioned, I have hired so many different coaches and worked with so many different people and it is always the energy. It's always the way that they show up that attracts me. So really, really think about that after this episode, maybe go and have a little bit of a journaling session and think about how can I start showing up in a way that is totally authentic to me. I absolutely still think that you need to be of value and of service and to teach people because otherwise what's the point, but do it in a way that is totally, totally organic to you. And I promise, I promise that over time it will grow into something absolutely beautiful. All right. I really hope that you enjoyed this. Thank you so, so much for listening. And definitely if you stuck to the end and you're hearing these words right now, I appreciate you more than you know. If you could share this message on social media so that I can see that you are loving it and listening to it, I would totally appreciate that. And as I mentioned, go check out Montel's stuff. She's just 
amazing, amazing. I think that if you didn't know already, because hearing the value in this episode, going to see her Instagram and all the value she gives over there is just going to top it off for you. So I appreciate you. I hope you have the most magical day or night or morning or evening or afternoon. And I will, of course, see you in the next episode. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.